Chapter Ten of Aunt Jane's Nieces on the Ranch by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Ten, Conjectures and Absurdities. In somber procession, the men trailed up the stairs to the big library, where a dapper little man sat reading a book and puffing at a huge cigar. He looked up as they entered and nodded a head as guiltless of hair as was that of uncle john but his face was fresh and chubby despite his fifty years and the merry twinkle in his gray eyes seemed out of place at first thought in this house of anxiety and distress ah weldon what news of little jane he cheerfully inquired none doctor no trace at all none whatever that's good declared the doctor removing the ash from his cigar good of course no news is good news i'll wager my touring car that our jane is sound asleep and dreaming of the angels this very minute has your new car a self-starter inquired runyon anxiously as if about to accept the wager i wish i might share your belief doctor said arthur with a deep sigh it all seems a terrible mystery and i can think of no logical explanation to assure me of baby's safety yes it's a mystery agreed dr knox but i've just thought of a solution what is it cried half a dozen voices sit down and light up i hope you all smoke and you need refreshment for you've all been working under a strain refreshments are coming presently said rudolph what's your solution doc the young ladies have been telling me every detail of the disappearance as well as the events leading up to it now it seems mildred travis is an old resident of this section of california was born here in fact this was news to them all and the suggestion it conveyed caused them to regard dr knox attentively the old travis ranch is near san feliz about thirty miles south of here i know that ranch by reputation but i've never been there now for my solution the travis family hearing that mildred is at el cajon drive over here in their automobile and induce the girl to go home with them she can't leave baby so she takes little jane along and also inez to help care for her there's the fact in a nutshell see it's as plain as a pike staff for a moment there was silence then big runyon voiced the sentiment of the party in his high treble you may be a good doctor said he but you're a thundering bad detective if i could telephone to the travis ranch i'd convince you asserted the doctor unmoved by adverse criticism but your blamed old telephone is out of order as for that remarked rudolph taking a cigar from a box i've been a visitor at the travis ranch many times charlie benton lives there there hasn't been a travis on the place since they sold it ten or twelve years ago well said the doctor i'm sorry to hear that it was such a simple solution that i thought it must be right it was indeed simple admitted runyon ah here comes the food at last patsy beth and helen bore huge trays containing the principal dishes of the untasted dinner supplemented with sandwiches and steaming coffee this last the thoughtful sing thing had kept in readiness all evening knowing it would be required sooner or later neither uncle john nor the major was loath to partake of the much-needed refreshment they even persuaded arthur to take a cup of coffee it was noticeable that now whenever baby jane was mentioned 
they spoke her name in hushed whispers yet no one could get away for long from the one enthralling subject of the little one's mysterious disappearance what can we do now asked arthur pleadingly i feel guilty to be sitting here in comfort while my darling may be suffering privations or or really there is nothing to be done just now said patsy interrupting him before he could mention any other harrowing fears you have all done everything that mortals could do for tonight and in the morning we will resume the search along other lines in my opinion you all ought to get to bed and try to rest for tomorrow there will be a lot for you to do what asked arthur helplessly well i think you ought to telegraph for detectives if ever a mystery existed here is one and only a clever detective could know how to tackle such a problem also added beth you ought to telegraph to every place in california ordering the arrest of the fugitives i've done that already can't anyone think of a reason for the disappearance of these three persons the baby and her two nurses inquired mrs hahn earnestly it seems to me that if we knew what object they could have in disappearing we would be able to guess where they've gone then the pretty little woman blushed at her temerity in making such a long speech but the doctor supported her now that said he strikes me as a sensible proposition give us the reason some of you who know but no one knew a reason here are some facts though said patsy inez was baby's first nurse and resented mildred's coming somehow i always get back to that fact when i begin to conjecture the two nurses hated each other everybody admits that mildred hated mildly inez venomously miguel told me that inez has threatened to kill mildred said arthur and there is another thing one of the women said inez brought the baby to the quarters at about noon and while there they discovered mildred watching them from the shelter of a hedge this incensed inez and she hurried away to the house followed stealthily by mildred that said dolph was perhaps the beginning of the quarrel we don't know what happened afterward except that both were seen in the court with baby at about two o'clock afterward said patsy one of the housemaids saw inez go out as if for a walk she may have returned i think she did for otherwise it was mildred who carried the baby away i can see no reason for her doing that of course inez returned declared arthur for nothing would induce her to run away from us and leave her beloved baby i believe the poor girl would rather die than be separated for good from little jane You've no idea how passionately she worshipped the child all of which the doctor stated indicates a tragedy rather than some feminine whim which last i much prefer as a solution but if both nurses were fond of little jane who is the finest baby i ever knew by the way no quarrel or other escapade would permit them to injure the dear infant let us worry about the two girls but not about little jane such advice was impossible to follow and doubtless the shrewd doctor knew it but it was a comforting thought nevertheless and had already done much to sustain the despairing father no one seemed willing to adopt patsy's suggestion that they go to bed and get some much-needed rest in preparation for the morrow arthur left them for a time to visit louise 
but soon returned with word that she was quietly sleeping under the influence of the potion the doctor had administered the three girls for mrs hahn was only a girl sat huddled in one corner whispering at times and trying to cheer one another the doctor read in his book rudolph smoked and lay back in his chair gazing reflectively at the ceiling bull run had his feet on a second chair and soon fell into a doze when he snored in such a high falsetto that arthur kicked his shins to abate the nuisance the major sat stiffly gazing straight ahead and uncle john tramped up and down the room untiringly the baby had grown very dear to the hearts of these two last men in the few days they had known her and her sudden loss rendered them inconsolable the suspense was dreadful had it been day they could have done something to further the search but the night held them impotent and they knew they must wear out the dreary hours as best they might at one o'clock patsy drew her father aside and prevailed upon him to go to his room and lie down this tedious waiting is merely wearing you out she said and for dear baby's sake you should be fresh and vigorous in the morning that seemed to the major to be very sensible especially as he felt the need of rest so he slipped away and went to the blue room which was located in the old wing and just above the nursery then the girl approached uncle john but he would not listen to her he was too nervous to rest he insisted and she realized that he spoke truly just as she abandoned the argument they were all startled by the sound of wheels rolling up the driveway and arthur rushed to an open window and looked out an automobile had just arrived who is it he called it's me mr weldon it's peters the constable called a rich voice in strong german dialect i got your baby here and they're mexico girls to boots what they all shrieked springing up to crowd around the window bring her in peters yelled arthur a great gladness in his voice and now he was half running half tumbling down the stairs in his haste to reach the door while the others trailed after him like the tail of a comet as the door was thrown open peters a stout german entered with a bundle in his arms followed by a weeping angry mexican woman who was fat and forty and as unlike inez as was possible even as arthur's eyes fell on this poor creature his heart sank and the revulsion of feeling was so severe that he tottered and almost fell runyon grabbed his arm and supported him while peters fumbled with the wrappings of the baby do i get me dot rewards hey eh? asked the constable holding up a fat little mexican baby whose full black eyes regarded the group wonderingly the father turned away heartsick give him some money and get rid of him he moaned dolph took the constable in hand you blooming idiot he exclaimed why did you drag that poor woman here it is a reward for the mexico girl and the baby that is what everybody say how do i know it is not herr weldon's baby demanded the indignant german do his baby got a sign on it to say it is the right baby what is lost and must be found no by jiminy he just say he has lost a baby and a mexican girl has run away with it so i finds me a mexico girl and a baby and here it is patsy took the baby a good little thing and placed it in its mother's arms who are you and where did this man find you 
the girl asked sympathetically the woman first shook her head and then burst into a voluble stream of spanish not a word of which could be understood she cannot speak the english like me so i cannot tell if she is the right mexico woman's or not explained the constable but i brings her mit me just the same and it costs me four dollars to rent me an automobiles take her back said hahn giving him a ten dollar note and then he gave the woman some money and kissed the baby which smiled at him approvingly Beth ran to get some of the sandwiches for the woman while Patsy brought milk for the baby and Uncle John offered the constable a cigar Then the three were sent away and the automobile rolled back to town End of chapter 10